On this episode of Another Way to See It, Kim and Randy talk about a 30-day journaling challenge that they have both accepted. It's a journal challenge that helps you to get in touch with your emotions. It's a fun episode. It's a great challenge. It'll be written up in the show notes if any of you want to take it, and we'd love to hear what comes up for you. So thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to the Another Way to See It podcast. I'm Kim Moran, joined by Tara Jones and Randy Poindexter. We're life coaches talking about issues we deal with personally and professionally, hoping to offer you some tips and tools that help you to thrive. Well, it is me and you, Kim, here today on a duo episode, and I think we should be talking about a challenge that you presented and let's kind of get into it. What is the challenge? Oh, I thought you were going to present the challenge. I love it when you do that, Randy. You're like going in for it and then you say, and then you just lob it back to, I, to, to that's, us. That's teamwork. I'm a passer. <laughs> okay. Challenge is a 30-day journal challenge. And the theme came from the roomy poem called the guest house. And do you want me to read it or do you want to read it? I I can read it. I'm going to read it, but then I want to talk about how this came up for you. Cause I think it's very important that um, we give a little backstory behind it, but I will go ahead and read the poem. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Yeah, I love that poem and I've known about it for such a long time and it pops up every now and then. And I always think that when the poem pops up for you, it's it's meant for you to do some reflection on. So it came up for me the other day and I thought this is a great poem because, you know, we live in this world where everybody's trying to push down their emotions. And we always talk on this podcast about how you cannot move in a healthy way out of a sort of a, a feeling that you don't like without fully sitting in it and examining it. And so when this poem came up this time around, I was thinking, this is a great poem to use with clients because it really calls them And this is a super old poem. I mean, it's, and so this is something that's been going on for a long time, you know, that we are faced as human beings with complex emotional issues that bring us down and make us want to stay inside or stay in our bed sometimes or be rageful or really cruel to other people. And if we can sit with this, we can really um, get some healing from it. And so 
that was the challenge. I said, Randy, do you want to do this 30 day challenge with me every day? We do a journal entry about who came to visit us. And you said, yes. yes. I mean, I, I don't turn down too many challenges right now. Um, which is part of my growth. So I wasn't going to turn it down because I think it's <clears throat> something I've already started working through as the the different parts of me that that have a voice inside. And you know, who who shows up in certain moments and who gets pushed down in certain moments, you know? And after hearing the poem when you uh brought it up to me the other day, it kind of I kind of sat with it for a little bit and it brought to light that like treating everyone that shows up as an equal allowing each one to have a voice and to be seen and and to really honor them in a sense knowing that they're there for a reason and they need mm. to be heard yeah and i couldn't agree more with you and so after we had that conversation i think that was saturday um, something shifted in me, like I was having a fine time and then something shifted in me and it got really dark and I was having a lot of feelings and, uh, they weren't, they weren't good feelings. Right. So in the past, I might have just shoved it down and kept going with whatever I was doing, but I realized that the way that these emotions were coming was really intense and that there was probably something really valuable in that experience. And so we had just had this conversation and when I was looking around for tools to help, that was the one I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to journal about this. I'm going to sit with this feeling, name it, and then listen to what it has to say to me and then journal about it. So I did that. And I think I have like five pages mm. from that night, right? From that visitor. And so really interesting because when I woke up the next day, the whole feeling had changed and there was a new, a new visitor there. And it was really fascinating because my journal entries up to this point have been very dry right? It's just like very matter of fact. Mm -hmm. And by giving the emotion a kind of persona really changed the way that I wrote. It was much more poetic. It was much more personal. And at first I was noticing that I wanted to keep that persona, like, like the emotion as an it, like a thing. Mm. But as I, so now I'm on day three of this and I started to feel into the kind of like, they're all female because I realized they're all aspects of myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I really started to get more intimate with these emotions, really saying that is part of me. So I would use the name of the emotion and then I'd say she or her. Because it's claiming the part of myself that's being expressed there. So that's my process. How, how do you feel, like you said, the next day you woke up with a different feeling, a new visitor that showed up? Was it, was it similar to the one from the day before? 
or do you think it now that 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 person that persona had a space to be heard through you and processed when the new emotion came was it in the like same family if that makes not sense? at all not at all totally different family i don't even um oh no, yeah totally different family and now that i'm calling them visitors when they come back because they always come back right they always mm -hmm. come when they're needed and just because you say get out the funny thing was that i said to my first visitor which is a really scary visitor i said you don't have to leave but i'm leaving Mm. So that was a really interesting thing too. Cause I was like, no, you can stay here as long as you like, but I've made up my mind and you're not going to factor in this anymore. So that was really cool. But knowing that they're going to come around again and then sort of starting to know their characteristics and their behaviors and like what they try to say, it's not going to be as scary the next time it comes around. Cause now I'm going to be like, Oh, Hi. Are you going to do the same thing you did last time? Cause it didn't work last time or, Hey, great. You're, you're so here, you know, and as much as I wanted to, to sort of end it with the first visitor, the one that came today, I was like, I never want this one to leave, you know? So you kind of see that where it's just like a person, it's just like a person that you like, or maybe someone you don't really get on well. You want mm -hmm. certain feelings to stay longer, but it's that clinging that you can't do it. You have to be willing to let them come and go. Yeah. And, and so I'm sitting here, you know, thinking, I'm like, man, there's probably some listeners out there that are like, these people have multiple voices. Should they be on medication? And I used, I honestly can say I used to think like that until I started this work. And for me to describe it, it would just be giving the emotion a presence, right? Which is now the guest at your house. Or, you know, I've heard it put as, as letting them sit at your table. So it, it I think it's, having the awareness and the intel you know the emotional and mental intelligence to actually be able to hear them and to to give them a name or title of the emotion i i think you know for for doing this work it seems to get a little bit more complicated the further you go because it's new stuff and this is going to be new. I mean, it's not going to be brand new for me because I've been dissecting those parts of me within, but it's mostly around trauma. So now doing this, this little challenge that we're going to do, people are going to start showing up and it's not going to be all, all bad and trauma related, you know, and, and also to, to go a step deeper is there's going to be different parts of me in ages as well. Right? Like there there might be there might be the young happy child that I went out and went through some mud puddles and and you know if it's raining driving through all the puddles splashing water everywhere that could be my 5 6 year old self 
And then later on that day could be the older version that, that would be riding in the car with somebody that felt like it'd be stupid if they did that. Wait, so slow it down. So what would be the emotion of that five and six-year-old child running through mud puddles? Like what emotion? There you go. Right. But then, go ahead. Yeah, okay. But when you give joy room to live there for a little while, you realize that that's probably, you know, a time when joy was really anchored in your body. Mm Mm-hmm. That was the embodiment of joy. So really, you might have that memory and that might trigger joy in you, but joy is ageless, Mm -hmm. you know? And so um, in that moment, it's like, yes, that was a moment of joy when I have been 20 and 30 and 35, have I experienced joy? You know, it's, it's that calling to say, that's not a childish or immature emotion. That is a human experience, like a human experience that is ageless. Does that make sense? No, completely agree. Because I was, what I was going to say on the inside is nowadays doing that and, and being worried about what someone, like if someone's in the passenger seat, what they might think for me doing that, or they think that's silly or stupid. But for me, that brings me joy. So, so many times we get wrapped up on worrying about the outside influence of worrying about what people are going to say that we then bottle, we bottle down those emotions. So I think that's why it's important to go through this process and, and to even challenge yourself to dig a little deeper on the emotion. Like I'll be the first one to admit, I struggle with identifying my emotions until I really sit with them. And there's such a broad spectrum of emotions that like dissect it, dig a little bit deeper, question what it really is. And, and it's a practice, right? So you might not be able to 100% identify it. But as that guest keeps coming back, it might get a little bit more clearer. I was thinking totally separately from this, that, and we've talked about this, but the experience of anger is it acceptable? And people leave you alone when you're like, I'm just angry about it, right? If you sit with anger and you really let it be in your body, there's usually something under it. And then there's Mm -hmm. usually something under it. And then there's usually something under it. And I, I will say that this process that happened for me on Saturday was so fast that it was just like dropping down levels. And ultimately I believe that we get down to the base level, which is fear. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's the bottom basement. And (laughs) that's where I found myself on Saturday, but, but it was having to sit through all of that, like fighting and resistance and, frustration and you know everything until it finally just popped out it was like yeah i'm fear you know and it revealed itself because there was a space for it to reveal itself Mm -hmm. but that space is something that i had to consciously create and it's 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 it is a practice and 
it's something that takes a lot of bravery. You and I talked about courage the other day. But I will tell you, you know, there's this Native American story about how buffalo face storms, bison face storms. You know, other animals try and outrun a storm, but the bison stand and turn and face the storm because they know that's the quickest way through the storm. And that's the kind of courage that it takes to do deep inner work or to be very present in your life. What I love hearing you, and this is what I wanted to touch on, and I'm glad it finally circled around to it, is is you went through a hero's journey that night. You know, everybody thinks that these hero journeys are some elongated adventure, but it can happen in a in an hour. It can happen in a day. And for you to go for full circle of this came up, I sat with it. I identified it, I conquered it or defeated it in that moment because we know it's going to return. And then you come back with, with the knowledge to share. And even if it's just sharing with yourself, that's the journey. That's the, the hero's journey that we always talk about. It doesn't come in full, you know, month stents. Like this is it. This is what we go through doing this work to be the best versions of ourselves and to then show up in the world. Yes. And unfortunately the hero's journey comes in every shape and size you can imagine. It could take you months or years or lifetimes. It could take you an hour. Like you said, it could take you several days. And, you know, at one point in that process, somebody asked me a question like, so what are you going to do if it doesn't go away tomorrow? And I was like, well, I, I have to sit here. Like, I have to fully surrender to this until it's done. Mm-hmm. And I was willing to, to do that. If I had said, well, there's no way I can deal with this. Like, I have a big job tomorrow. I, it would have lasted longer, I believe, that the idea that you accept it and surrender to it and allow it to have its voice was probably the reason that it moved through so fast. Yeah, because you you didn't resist. We always talk about resistance and this is another prime example of it. So I think, I think it's, this is going to be a great challenge. I'm excited. Um, Before you started, because we were going to start together, but obviously this came up before my journals came in which that's me resisting. I could have just wrote down on paper, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it. But um, being that you're a few few days into it, do you have any, like, what, what do you want to accomplish going through this challenge? Well, I think mindfulness is probably the first thing. And... Um, creating probably a more intimate relationship with my authentic self, Mm. which means that I have to allow everything to come up and be seen. And I guess, like you said, because I'm a coach and I do this work that 
that if I am unwilling to go through the process myself, I can't with any integrity invite someone else to do it. So I have to be willing to go through this process to see if it's a valuable process, to see if it's something that I really think would help my clients. And so that's that's kind of what I'm hoping to get out of it. All those things are super valuable, by the way. Oh, agreed. Agreed. For, for me, which we share a lot of the same goals because we've already talked about it in a previous conversation, but obviously I have that same integrity of I can't ask you to do something that I haven't done. And I've all that's always been instilled in me since I was young, especially in the, in the work field. So, you know, that sits real high um, on my hopeful outcome, as well as understanding myself better. I, I, there's still a lot of parts of me that show up and haven't had that room, you know, that, that guest house to really be themselves and, and allow me to hear them. So the space has been created through, through what I'm doing with one of my coaches. So what a, what a better opportunity this is to really like dive deep and, and surrender. Yeah. I love that word. So when you think about this challenge, are you, do you have any worries or concerns? Uh, I, I, <laughs> it's so funny. Cause I, I get to talk about this with, I've talked about this with you and, and with other people in our circle that once, once I start doing the work, I know it's going to open me up. And like I said, the further I go, it's almost the more work that's needed and it's going to open me up more. So the fear is, is always going into it of what, what's going to come up and open me up and really hit, hit hard. But the flip side of that coin is the lessons to be learned and the understanding that's going to come from that opening up, the healing afterwards. That, that's, that would be like my main fear of going into something like this that holds a lot of emotional weight. And another thing would, would be that almost filtering it. I would, I would be, and this came up in another conversation and it it hit home when, when the other person talked about it was that our journals is our safe place. That's where there is no filter. You lay it out exactly how it wants to show up and what needs to be said. And, And that's the end of it. And I catch myself sometimes filtering to where it doesn't go away to where the next day it shows right back up. So knowing all that and taking on this challenge, I mean, I got to be vulnerable with myself and that's a different outlook than being vulnerable with others. Yeah. Very interesting that we would do that to ourselves because this is the place to do it. There's really, I mean, this is the safest place really 
Mm-hmm. Right. Another interesting thing that I've noticed that happened is in the past, when I've written something in a journal, it's really, what's the word I want to use? Documenting the event. Mm-hmm. And in this scenario, I find myself, I'm going to go back and read this and have no idea what I was going through because there is no, there's no specific events so far in the past three days. There's nothing specific. This came today. This is what it said. This is how I felt. This is where I felt it in my body. And it's not tied to a story. And we know from, from the research that the chemical process of an emotion in your body only lasts 90 seconds. So it's in and out pretty quick, but it's what is attached, what we mentally attach to that feeling that lives in our body for much, much longer. It could be decades. It could be lifetimes. It could be multiple lifetimes, right? It could just be a couple of days till you work it out. It's all in the way that you attach a story to it. Mm-hmm. So I am not going to tell you like, Randy, you should do it like this. But I will say that I think that this process is working so well for me is that there isn't a story. It's just sort of, it's if I was a sketch artist sketching the emotion and sort of like drawing what it's doing in my body and in my mind without attaching it to any real life event that ever happened. It's Mm. just the feeling of it. Right. So there's no story. And, and like you said, that might that might be your guest house, right? Someone else's story and where they're at in their journey might need to associate a story to really work through what that guest is trying to teach us. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I th- there's no there's no right or wrong here. That's that's the beauty of this work, the work that we continue to continually do day in and day out. We try things, it doesn't work. We try things, it works. And then we try something else. So like there's, there's just, if it works for you, that's all that matters. I'm going to push back. Let's, let's and I'm going to say, I'm going to say this, there is no right or wrong, except there's maybe one thing that wouldn't be right. And that would be to not be honest with yourself. I'm not talking about facing anybody else, but I'm saying not being honest with yourself and holding yourself back from the experience. I would think that that would not be right. Like if you're going to go into this work, go into the work. If you really don't want to do it, then just don't do it. But dabbling is going to leave you feeling like it didn't work when what didn't work is that you didn't surrender to the process. Well, that's where we always talk about the intention, right? Like how how true are you going to stick to your intention of doing something? Because we can all half-ass something. You know, uh, the biggest concept is working out right? Yeah. Working out's the easy part. It's the diet. Well, I didn't, I didn't get my six packs abs in three months. Well, did you stick to a diet regimen? 
Well, no, but I worked out every day. Well, working out is only part of it. That'd be like journaling and not being real with yourself. Mm. So if you're clear on your intention of I'm surrendering to this, I'm not going to resist what comes up. There's no how it plays from there is no right or wrong. Mm. But I see where you're talking about it, setting the clear intention and being real with yourself. That starts before you open the door to allow that guest to come in. I would think so. But I do know a lot of people that are the sort of half in and not pleased with the results, but you have to go all in or just don't go like no one's judging you. No one's making you do the work. No one is, is telling you you have to do this work, but if you're going to do it, do it. It does work if you do it. And it's so not pretty, Yeah, but that's why it's private. That's why it's in your journal. And it's definitely a commitment. I mean, just like anything else that you really go all in, it's a commitment. It's showing up daily. It's, you know, working out, running, you know, eating specific types of diets, like even doing certain jobs, like you have to show up every day, whether you want to or not. I have a little fun thing for this. What Um, happens if one of us misses a day? What's the consequence? Ooh. Well, there's no shaming. Absolutely so there, none. There's, there's going to be no rocks that are getting thrown across We're not the country. Throwing rocks. Um, I think what what first thing comes to mind would have a conversation around it. Mm-hmm. To, you know, life happens. There's there's no doubt about it. Um. But for me, what's coming to mind is if I'm not, if I don't do it for a day, there's resistance and I might not be able to work through it. So I would say an accountability partner to have a conversation around it and try, try to help understand what the resistance was. And 50 push-ups. 50 push-ups. Jesus. All right. Well, I'm just, I'm just okay. teasing. Well, I'm just okay. teasing. But you know, it's it's like we committed to do this for 30 days. So what are you willing? And and we come back to this question all the time. What are you willing to do to break through? Because you have to be willing to to give something up, to sacrifice something, to go hard for 30 days. And I don't care if you write it on a restaurant napkin, but like it gets done. Even if it's one sentence, so-and-so came. Okay. But, you know, and so I I sort of throw in the 50 push-ups. Let's do it. Challenge accepted. But here's here's the spinoff, which I know you won't skip a beat. So this is mainly against me. Um, If if you miss a day, the conversation needs to be held. Also, 50 push-ups recorded. On camera. Yeah, I like that. Recorded and posted posted to to show that um you didn't show up for yourself Ooh, wow you really took it up another level i like it so that 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 stirs up a whole nother (laughs) you said no shaming you said no shaming that's not that's not shaming that's owning your shit Mm, so you have to post it yes yes i wouldn't i wouldn't send it to you and then you post it i would post it on my behalf uh, holding myself accountable and owning my shit of i didn't follow through a challenge because we're, we're 
we're also the guinea pigs in this right now. Like we're going to see how, what this does and, and then put it out there. So let, let's just go big. All okay. In. I like it. I, I'm always all in. Yeah. I love it. So the part two of this will be circling back after the 30 days and, and having another conversation about it. I can't wait. Oh. no it'll be it'll be good this is this is exciting i mean um you know this is the right time what was that name that name that sound that you just made what was that you said ah that that was that was more like surrender it wasn't it wasn't bad it wasn't there that was actually a non-resistance sigh that was like Okay, I'm ready. Like, bring okay, it on. Good. So, good. so I, I, I'm excited for this because this is this is the right timing for me. I'm doing a lot of this work already, so I, I hope it comes free flowing. I don't know if I'm going to have a artistic portrait around my journal as far as what it looks like, but uh, I'm curious to see what it goes through and um, what comes up, and then comparing it. Awesome. You're always good for a challenge, Randy. That's I, what I like about I you. I am. It, Ride it, or die. Yeah, I mean, it, it it would have to take a lot for me to say no to a good a good challenge of growth. So let, let's do this and let's see what comes from it. And I'm excited. All right. Awesome. Thank All you. Right. Stay tuned for part two. If this episode resonated with you or made you think about someone you know, please pay it forward and like, subscribe, and share it. We appreciate it.